Welcome back to the Dad Adventures Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Seth Bidoff, and this is episode number nine. For anyone that is new to our show, the Dad Adventures Podcast is a bi-weekly podcast about our lives as dads and some of the things that we've learned along the way. On our last episode, Jacob and I had, had a chance to talk about his dad and what his relationship was like with his dad and his stepdad and grandfather as he was growing up. Well, of course, we were with you, you know, two weeks ago. We're still at home. We're still doing our thing. The state is opening up a little bit and our lives just continue. They haven't stopped. They just keep going. And being dads, things certainly haven't changed a whole lot. And so let's just get right into it. Last week, we last time out, we called it part one. So let me bring in my, my partner, my co-host, Jacob. Jacob, how are you? How's your week been? Um, I know we've been we've tried to sit down a couple times this week to, to record the podcast. And uh, I, of course, we talk about every, all, basically, I think uh, almost every episode, you know, sometimes life just gets in the way. And so... We finally were able to sit down tonight. We already did one episode of our other podcast, The Suncast, uh, where we covered New Mexico United. And now we're getting back to part two of our of our of our series on our dads. So how's your how have you how's your week almost two weeks been since we recorded last? It's been good. Um I'm glad that it's only been two weeks this time and not three or four like it has in the past. Um we a lot has happened, honestly, since then. Uh, just personally speaking, um, one, we bought a king size bed, which we've had for two nights now. And, uh, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> I can understand that we, we recently upgraded to a, uh, to a king as well. I think it was last year. And it, oh man, it is wonderful. Yes. Yes, it is. Especially with two little boys, uh, that want to be all up in your business and, um, it's it's been great for the past two nights, but the whole reason why we got a king size bed is because when we travel down to Fort Sumner and stay at my cousin's house, we sleep in a what I believe to be a California king, um, because it is very large. Um, and when we went down there to not this past weekend, but the weekend before, uh, we stayed there and we were like, okay, when we move, uh, because we are moving still. Um, it was, uh, we need to get a king size bed. And then that just happened a little bit sooner than, than the move. Uh, and we decided to just bring it in here and might as well start sleeping on it right away. So, but that being said, um, details on the move, we are moving the weekend of the 10th, 11th and 12th of July. So just a little under a month away. Um, we have found a place to live out there for now. Um, Still on the job hunt a little bit, but uh, not really worried about that. So we're gearing up for that. So it's going to be a hectic uh, three weeks between now and then, trying to get everything packed up and ready to go and and get on out there. But other than that, um, yeah, like you said, everything's kind of just ticking along. Everything remains the same. Uh, We didn't record one night because I was putting together the bed. Uh, And then last night you were having some... Uh, swamp cooler issues. Uh, how'd that go? Yes. Yeah. So I imagine most of our, our listeners are either are either here in New Mexico or have at least heard us speak in person uh, about swamp coolers in the, uh, at some point. Uh, if you're not familiar with a swamp cooler, uh, they're more common as evaporative coolers. Um, and we never really had to deal with it, of course, until we bought our house. Now, I mean, there's stuff you have to do every year, you know, replace the pads and occasionally replace the pump, you know, things like that, you know, maybe a new float. Well, um, a few weeks ago, uh, we went and, um, installed, I installed a new, a new float, um, 
because like for whatever reason, like our 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 fill our the one we had just wasn't shutting off. Like it wasn't shutting off the fill valve, and so um, I had to replace that. Otherwise, it would have overflowed and basically just flooded our roof. Um, so as part of this, you have to hook up a hose. Basically, it's like a little quarter inch hose, um, and you run it down your basically off the side of your house uh, to a spigot on the at the ground level. And so I hooked everything up. Everything's fine. And late last week, Aaron mentioned to me she'd been hearing birds. Asked if there was any way to hear if birds could get inside the swamp cooler. I said, well, no, there's no way for them to get inside. Um, and then didn't really think anything about it. Didn't go up and check on it. I figured, it was, you know, it's just probably just hearing birds from outside. Well, yesterday... Uh, we noticed that our swamp cooler was not blowing cool air. Now, the way it works is, <clears throat> excuse me, the water comes in, it, it's pumped up into, and there's like a little fill basin, and then the pump sends it up into a spider-like contraption. They base some more hoses, and they wet these pads. There's really, you know, um, like straw pads. You can even get like a, a foam-type pad. And then the it's got a, a drum inside that sucks the air, for off these cool pads, off these pads, and it cools it. Sorry. Um, and so it blows cool air down into the house. Well, we noticed ours wasn't blowing any cool air at all, not even remotely cool. So I got, a, got up on the roof, went and looked at it, and somehow the hose that connects, you know, the Mom puts the uh, runs the water into the uh, into the swamp cooler into the bottom of it had somehow been yanked off of the swamp cooler. Now you know Jacob, you know you're familiar with swamp coolers. You know, there's like a nut that connects the the hose to the swamp cooler you know, with the float uh, mechanism, and so the hose just got had just been pulled out of it, and so water was. I basically had a lake on the top of our roof. Um. And the way that our, our roof is, our house is very old and it doesn't necessarily drain very well off the top. And so I had to go and clear out because basically it runs off. There's two gutters at the back end of the house, one outside our bedroom, one outside our boys' bedroom. And there's not a, a gutter um, at the front end over by the, the living room and the garage or the living room and the front porch because there's a drop off to from where the living room is to where our front porch is so there's no like gutter no escape for water this all runs off the back of the house and one of them was was clogged so i cleared it out and so from about i don't know probably six o'clock yesterday afternoon up until this morning it was draining water off the top of our roof so, and it doesn't even, it doesn't drain from all areas of it. So I was like, I'm like manually scooping water off of our roof, trying to, trying to get, get it off. But, uh, yeah, I fixed the swamp cooler, got fixed the hose back up there. And I was like, okay, everything seems to be going okay. And then this morning, Aaron heard water coming down again. It was like, it's still draining. Um, so I got up on the roof again this morning and checked everything's fine. So yeah, I just, the joys of home ownership. So that's all I have to say about that. Like, it's just been, it's been fun. Yeah. Sounds like it. I, uh, swamp coolers, um, while effective here in New Mexico, um, can be a pain in the butt when it comes to that kind of stuff. I have, 
I had some issues with mine when we first set it up and had a couple leaks at the ground level anyways and um, problems with the float not wanting to work properly. And so, yeah, and I, I understand it. And over here we get our water gets so dirty that the little filter on the pump in the basin uh, gets clogged every once in a while and doesn't get air or get water through it and up to the pad. So you got to go up there and clean that filter off and get water coming back through the pump and make sure the pump didn't burn itself out. And they're, they're a necessity, but they are a pain in the butt sometimes. So I fully get that for sure. Yeah. I'm hopeful that at some point in the future, we're actually going to switch over to central heating and air and not have to deal with the swamp cooler anymore. Uh, but I think the, the more immediate fix for us is that uh, probably within the next year or so, we're going to uh, basically just have our roof redone. Um, and I, like the swamp cooler runs, I don't know how old it is. So I imagine that's on our list of things that we need to replace um, within the not too distant future. So we've already we replaced the pump on it last, no, two years ago. Um, and I had this, I had to spend a good deal of time last summer fiddling with the, with the motor and the drum because the, the belt on it that runs from the, from the, from the motor to the drum that turns the drum wasn't tight enough. And so it was making this, this awful like squealing sound like off and on, like occasionally to do it right at startup and then to be fine. We got to the point where we're just doing it all the time. And so, you know, trying to hold a motor in place with one hand and tighten bolts with an, with the other, not the easiest thing in the world to do. So maybe eventually we'll, like I said, maybe we'll get central heating and air and not just, just not have to deal with it anymore. Yeah. That's always the goal. I think for homeowners is to get that central heated air, central heat and cooling so that you don't have to worry about a swamp cooler and all that stuff. The only downside that I know for the central heat and cooling is basically if it goes down, you got to call somebody uh, yeah. almost every time just because it's not as easy to work on. It's not as simple of an operation there's chemicals and uh, a little more hardware and stuff like that involved so it it can be very very nice for the most part um compared to the swamp cooler but it does have a few drawbacks on it yeah i think one of the biggest downsides to the, to the swamp cooler is that they're really only effective for about 20 degrees lower than what the temperature is outside beyond that like or if it gets too humid, they just don't work. So, I mean, fortunately, we don't have to deal with a lot of humidity here. But during a rainy season, of course, you know, it can be an issue. But, um, yeah, I mean, my last couple of weeks, it's just been, um, you know, kind of doing home ownership type stuff. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it last time, but uh, I know I mentioned we built some shelves out in the garage. We did that. Mm -hmm. And then my garage has this workbench out in it that came with the house that the previous owners installed it. We ripped that out. And we're getting ready to uh, basically reframe it and turn it into an office. So, oh, cool! Uh, yeah, we're gonna do some do some soundproofing stuff, uh, put down some carpet, and that'll be you know my office uh, my office area. Like I've got Aaron told me to 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 go out and design it and basically like, make a list of all the things I want like in my wildest dreams. And so like I started doing my list. Like, I want soundproofing. I want like a, a podcast area, like a little table. Cause it's going to be like a 12 by eight room. So it's going to be pretty sizable. And so like, I want to do like one portion of it, like 
for, for like my computer setup or I can do streaming and play video games and all that kind of stuff. And then mm-hmm. another portion of it, like have a table that we can like pull out from the wall or something except like a podcasting area nice. where we can hook up mics and a mixer and the room for at least two to three people. So yeah, it's, it, we're in the planning stages. We want to do it. Like we're going to have to do some rewiring of the electrical because we have to pull down a shop light that's in there. Uh, we have to redo the drywall. So, I mean, it's, it's something that's going to take some time, but you know, homeowner, homeowner type stuff, like it's something we wanted to do when we first moved in. So looking forward to that. Um, I'm trying to think what else have we done? Um, we've kind of ventured out a little bit more, not really like going to restaurants or anything, but, uh, we've done like some specialty birthday shopping for like my family. So we went to, uh, I don't know if you heard it, it's called chili traditions. Uh, I think it's no, I have not. Um, let me pull it up. It's over on Montgomery Boulevard. Um, and it's right by, it's right by, um, oh, where is it? Uh, oh, a noble, like Wyoming and, uh, and Montgomery. They have all these little like kitschy type deals, like, uh, different types of like chili rubs and hot sauces and all kinds of stuff. And, uh, my mom loves spicy stuff and every time they come out, like she always takes back like green chili or green chili, um, jerky or red chili jerky back with her. So we tried to, we decided to go out and buy her some, you know, chili type stuff. And so that was a neat little store. Like the, the owners were super awesome, super nice about it. And so can't recommend it enough. Chili traditions over on Montgomery, go check it out. Um, I did that and then just, you know, getting ready for Father's Day. Um, and of course, uh, we did, we should have mentioned the top of the show. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Happy, happy Father's Day to you, Jacob. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Our plans have been changed. Um, we were going to go to our cabin down by Daddle, um, but then we had some stuff shift around. So um, last year, I took Zeke up to Albuquerque before church on Sunday, and we got donuts from um, Bristol Donut Company up in Albuquerque. Um, so we we talked about doing that as a family this year, all four of us before church. So hoping that we can uh, get up there and do that and get a couple of delicious donuts and help support a local company while they're going through all this. And then... Uh, then church, and then maybe see about going golfing afterwards. Oh, that sounds that doesn't sound like too bad of a plan. I mean, I'm sure you know going down to the cabin would have been you know nice as well, but a day golfing can't beat that. So, no, no, you can't. And uh, I've had a few um, days of golfing the past couple of weeks, uh, but I definitely wouldn't mind one with the family now. Yeah, my kids aren't quite old enough for that. I mean, I'm well. Yeah, I, I'm sure my my oldest son would probably do it. Uh, my my daughter uh, probably has no interest at all. But Logan for his birthday got a little uh, like three piece golf club set, so I've been teaching him a little bit. And uh, so I don't know, maybe I got a golfer in the making. So who knows? We just take the boys because they love to be outside. I mean, Zeke yeah. just the oldest one just runs around like crazy and and uh, has fun. He usually takes. Like I have a little golf plastic golf club in my golf bag where he can take it out and swing it every once in a while. But most of the time he's just running around and um, playing like little little kids do. Uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. So, 
Yeah. I, um, as far as our plans go, um, my boys don't know it yet. And my daughter doesn't know it either, but, uh, I told Aaron, she asked me what I wanted to do or like what I wanted. So she, first thing she asked me, she was, what do you want? What do you want to eat that day? You know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I said, well, don't worry about breakfast because I'm going to let you sleep in. I'm going to be with the kids. So, you know, we can just have sandwiches for lunch and, you know, trying to figure out like dinner. She's, finally, she asked me, she goes, do you want steak and baked potatoes? So, yeah, that sounds great. You know, I'll, I'll gladly grill some steak, you know. Yeah. But uh, my kids don't know it yet, but I'm going to take some time on Sunday with each of them and sit down and we're going to stream on Twitch um, a game of their choice for probably about an hour each. Uh, nice. I'll do it with all three of, them, three of them because, you know, my boys like making videos and Molly's never done it. So... Uh, and it's something that I really enjoy doing. I'm trying to get into it more and I've been streaming more lately. And so, yeah, just something I can do with each of them, you know, individually. And, uh, I think that'll be an interesting, I think that'll be a good memory for them. So, and then I'm, I'm hoping my Aaron's kind of hinted at, it. she asked me the other day, she goes, you know, uh, what video game do you want? I'm like, well, she knows I want this, this, uh, this one video game called man eater. And it's basically, it's an action RPG where the, the main character is a shark. <laughs> and that's what you play as, yeah. You play as the shark and you swim around, you're doing different things like you would in any other RPG, you know, uh, except like you're a shark. So you're eating fish. You're, uh, you have to like jump up on boats and eat humans, like go up on land and eat humans, things like that. And like you can upgrade your shark as you go. So I think that might be coming or maybe like uh, MLB The Show. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Just, you know, Again, since we can't really, there's not really a whole lot that we can go out and do. Um, I think it'd be just be a fun way to spend the afternoon with my kids and just relax and then have a good dinner. So, yeah, that sounds great. Um, I re- I think that uh, anytime you can just spend uh, spend the day with the family and and the boys, or in your case, boys and girls, girl that uh, made you a father, then then that's what it's all about. And spending time with them and letting them enjoy your company and being present. So that's what we try to do. What we tried to do last year and what we'll continue to try to do from here on out. And I think the, uh, the golf and the donuts are probably going to be a, a tradition for us for the most part. Once we move, we'll have to figure something out over there, but I think that'll still be something that we do try to do regularly. Just become a Krispy Kreme franchise. You open up the first one out there. They have all the donuts. I'm not the biggest fan of Krispy Kreme. I, I no. like them. I like them. They're fine. Uh, but I like my uh, my gourmet donuts a little bit more. Like the ones over at Bristol, where we go, they're huge. Um, okay. They're massive. And they have a maple bacon one with real bacon on top of it. That is, uh, it's delicious. Oh, that sounds really good. I know there's a few places around town that do like the, the gourmet uh, yeah. donuts like rebel donut um I'm trying to think i know there's a couple others i don't can't remember all their names but i know rebel donuts the one that i think of most frequently um mm-hmm. when it comes to that rebel um, uh, before we jump into that, oh, go, go ahead, ahead. Nah, i was just gonna, throw I was gonna say A little confusion there sorry um yeah if you got a couple of other names throw them out there you know we'll definitely like plug some local businesses uh, Amy's Donuts, uh, they have one off of San Mateo, um, Rebel, Rebel's a good one. Um, and then Bristol, I'm going to go back to Bristol and let you know that it's over off of, uh, Comanche and Morris, um, up there in the Heights a little bit. It used, when last year, when me and Zeke went and was 
it was down by Central or down off of Central. And it's basically now they have a storefront and an actual business place where you can go in. Uh, when it was on Central, it was just a bus, a double decker bus that was parked oh, there on okay. Central. I think I know what you're talking about, though. Especially, I think I passed by their location on on Comanche Morris the other day. I think they had like a, a sign in the window that said, "You know, yes, we're sure you were open" or something like that. Yeah, that's basically um, yeah, that's it. And they've got a green and white double decker bus sitting out front still that they served. No, that that the last time I bought donuts there, I bought them out of the bus. That was before they opened the brick and mortar shop. Oh, nice. I have to check those out. I know uh, the kids definitely love some donuts every now and then. And and uh, Aaron's got a bit of a sweet tooth, so she likes the donuts as well. I'm not, I'm not a big sweet person, but I'll eat them. I enjoy a good donut. And for me, it's all like I, I have memories of like Krispy Kreme donuts, so I, I'm partial to those. So, you know, to each their own, though, there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong at all with gourmet donuts. Well, like I said, Krispy Kreme aren't bad. I like them. I still like them. I just... Uh... When you get to be over thirty, you got to kind of watch what you eat a little bit more. <laughs> and uh, if you, if I'm going to have a donut, I'd rather save up and eat the one donut from Bristol instead of a dozen from Krispy Kreme. That's that's a great idea. That's a good idea. I have to I have to keep that in mind. Uh, so before we jump into our, our main topic, um, last week we 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 did a lot of talking about about you and your dad, your stepdad, your grandfather and your relationships with them. Um, I want to ask you, did you, I, I know that some of your, you, I think you mentioned in the past that some of your family listens to the podcast. Did you get any mm-hmm. sort of feedback from them on, on last week or like any sort of stories they wanted to share with you or. I haven't gotten any feedback from, from last, uh, the last episode really, but I also have been fairly busy and, uh, haven't reached out to my stepdad who usually listens or, um, uh, my real dad side of the family, um, that I know a couple of them listen every once in a while. Uh, I just haven't had the chance to talk with any of them. So I'm not sure if they've heard it or not. Um, but I'll definitely bring it up eventually and, uh, and share it with them and see if they've listened to it. Well, it's, you know, it, I'm not trying to like say like you have to, I don't want you to, I feel like you have to. I just thought, you know, since they listen, you know, maybe that they might have shared like some stories with you or something. And I know, I don't know if my family listens, but um, I think, I don't know, I think this week will be real interesting, especially like if my family listens to it, um, to see what they might have to say about it. So, yeah, I'm excited to, to hear hear your background a little bit more and stuff like that. And I don't have anything else. If you want to dig into it, I'm, I'm ready to go. If you are. Yeah, let's get right into it. So yeah, last time you know, we mentioned, you know, we, we talked to Jacob about his, his family history and, and uh, since we were, so we ended up doing a, a we said we we're going to do a two part on this, you know, this week's going to be about me and my relationship with my dad. And so I mean, I, I don't know if you want to, I don't know if you want to lead us off or if you want me to delve into my past first and you jump in. Um, so however you want to do it this week, Jacob. I think you just uh, start at the beginning with whatever you want to start with and I'll, uh, I'll jump in with questions and comments every once in a while and we'll just uh, learn more about you and, and your kind of upbringing and where you came from and kind of what made you into the person that you are and. And uh, I'm excited to to dig a little deeper there. All right. Well, I mean, uh, as many 
as many of you folks may know already, you know, I grew up in Georgia, uh, not from New Mexico originally. I've been out here, uh, 11 years, 11 years. No, I think it's 12 years now at this point, but, uh, that's neither here nor there, but, uh, growing up, uh, my entire family was back East and, um, like most families, you know, we, my parents were together and we went to, went to church every Sunday until around the time that I was, uh, 10, somewhere between 10 and 11, my parents got divorced and my dad went to live with his parents, um, they had moved up from Florida, um, and they bought a, I think it was 10 acres, probably about an hour from my mom's house. And so my dad went to live with them for a while. And so, um, from about fifth grade through middle school, um, it was a lot of driving back and forth, um, going to and from, to and from my, my parents' house every other weekend, um, uh, to my dad's house, um, at somewhere, Along there, he met uh, his second wife, uh, Lisa, and and uh, they got married. And so, instead of going to my grandparents' house every weekend, we ended up going um, to Marietta, where my dad lived uh, with his second wife. So, backing up just a hair here. Um, sure. So you're about ten, between ten and eleven, when they got a divorce. Yeah, 10 or 10, 11, I was right around there. I think it was, uh, I want to say I was in the fifth grade when it happened. But I, me- I vaguely remember right in that area. That seems like a pretty rough age for that to happen. Was it like amicable? Or was, it, was it nasty? Do you remember any of those details? Do you remember? I know a lot of kids, so we talked about it last week. My parents were one, or I was one when my parents got a divorce. So I didn't have to go through any of that blaming myself for it and um, anything like that. Did you go through some struggles there or was it pretty, pretty smooth? Well, so even though I was 10 and, you know, aware of what was going on, like, I don't recall my parents ever arguing in front of us. Um, yeah, I don't really remember there ever being any like arguing in the house. Um, you know, I, I, my best guess is that they did all of that, like, behind closed like in their room or just basically when we weren't around mm-hmm. um, because at that point you know my brother was uh seven or eight and my sister was around you know five i think um so yeah i just i don't remember that at all like i won't say that it was amicable because i definitely remember um you know the, there being disagreements or fights like after the fact um, I remember at one point my dad tried to basically hand the child support check to my mom through me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, I remember my mom got upset about it and like, I don't remember it ever happening again. So, but as far as like me, like blaming myself or anything, I, I never felt that way about it. Like I just kind of, I remember they sat us down at our kitchen table and my mom still lives in the same house and, uh, they sat us on the kitchen table and told us that they weren't going to be married anymore. And like after that, like there's not really like a whole lot of memories as far as um, them even being in the same room together. Like it took them a long time um, to be in the same room 
and even to this day, like they will occasionally like my mom, uh, I think my mom's definitely the, the, not, not aggressor, but I don't know the right word to say, but she's the one that kind of, um, initiates contact or like encourages, um, contact between us. Um, and it just, I don't know. I, yeah, I said, I don't remember, you know, being blamed. I remember, um, there was an event that happened not long after, or at least, you know, a year within a year or two after, um, that like drastically changed my life. And that was, uh, that's actually related to my dad, but it was all part of the reason like why they got divorced. Um, and it was, I think the hardest part of it was that after they split up, like my dad really wasn't, uh, there for a lot of activities and things. I think that was the hardest part, just like not having him around, especially during like those years, like where you have so many questions, you know, like uh, growing up as a guy, you mm-hmm. know, about relationships and friendships and dating and all that kind of stuff. And I know it's kind of jumping forward just a little bit, but you know, not having him around for those memories. Like, I think that was the hardest part of it. Like in those first, you know, few years of them being split up. Um, had your, had your mom remarried by the time that you or had anybody in her life by the time you were going through, you know, middle school, high school area, or was she still a single mom at the time? Um, no, she was dating. Um, and it's a bit of an unconventional story. I mean, it's more commonplace now, but, uh, after my parents split up, my mom started dating other women and she was in a relationship with, with one lady, um, for a for a few years and we became very close. Um, she took me to my first football game. Like took me like for my birthday down to see Atlanta Falcons one year. Um, and so like, just stayed super close with her. So, and, and that in itself, like caused issues for me, like in, in middle school and high school, not that I didn't, not that I wasn't okay with it or that I wasn't like used to it. It was that in the community where we lived and, you know, especially out in Georgia, like a real religious area, you know, uh, a story went around or that said they saw my mom kissing the other woman at like a local, at like a, like the community baseball fields, whatever. And so mm-hmm. a lot of other families like stopped, like, stop letting their kids hang out with me. Mm-hmm. And so like I lost some, some like really close friendships there in like middle school and high school or mainly, mainly middle school. And that stuck with me for a long time. Like, I didn't blame my mom. I didn't blame the the person she was she was with. Um, I felt very hurt and betrayed by by the other people, like by by my friends' parents, and like by my friends for not saying I'm just going to be your friend. You know, um, during all of this, like my dad remarried. Um, he uh, married Lisa, moved in with her, and so we were going there and. That was, so Lisa had three other boys. Um, so like the, so we have so it ended up being like five boys and, and a girl with my sister and the four of it, four of us boys were within like two years of each other, two to three years of each other. Oh wow! So like 
yeah, my step, my oldest, my older step brother was like eight months older than me. And then the next one was like a year younger. And then my brother was like a, a year younger than him. So we were all like really close in age. At one point we were all four going to the same high school together. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just, it, it was strange because you know, for a long time they had, where they lived initially, they had four boys all living in one bedroom. And then the, the, the youngest, my sister and my youngest stepbrother, they lit, they, they slept in a different bedroom. Um, but things just, things did not go well in, in that household. Um, we, I, I remember there, I had a journal, I was maybe 13, 14, somewhere in there. We were at my dad's house and I wrote something to the effect of, I don't like this woman. I don't want to be here. I might've even called her a, a, a bitch. I don't remember, but they found it. And I remember getting in a lot of trouble for that. And like that whole relationship with her, like really set into motion, like the next like, probably, I don't know, 12 years of my life with my dad, 12 years of, of my relationship with him and just how bad it got. Um, they ended up building a house out near my grandparents on basically a, uh, a 15 acre piece of land that was probably a five minute walk from my grandparents. And at one point, even though I didn't, even though I didn't like Lisa, I didn't like that relationship. I had no relationship with her at all. Um, my brother and I decided to go live with my dad. Um, so that was probably 15 when I did that, because in Georgia, I think when, when you're 14, you can decide which parent you want to live with. And so I went to live with my dad in this bigger house. And like, I remember like, I don't, I don't remember a lot of happy memories from that time either. And a lot of that stems back, goes back to, to Lisa and how she treated us. So knowing at that time that you didn't get along with Lisa and, um, it was already kind of a tumultuous situation. Why did you make that decision to move in with them if you already were on the rocks with her anyways? Well, by that point, I'd really only been with, I'd really only seen my dad every other weekend for the past three or four years, uh, almost five years, you know? And so I wanted to to live with my dad, to have a relationship with my dad, um, and I love my stepbrother. My stepbrothers were awesome. Like they introduced me to so much stuff, like to alternative music, to, to, to like X games type stuff. And so I love, I, I love being around my stepbrothers. And so there was a real like bond there. Um, and yeah, I just, like I said, the main thing that was like, I wanted to be with, like with my dad, like I thought living with my dad would improve things. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, we did a few things, you know, like he would, you know, he kind of taught me how to drive a car somewhat. Like, um, I got more of that from the, from my, my mom, from my mom's relationships. Um, but even then, like my dad with his job at the time, he was out of town a lot. He was, uh, I don't want to mention the company he worked for, but he was, uh, basically like a, a regional manager for a, a large chain store. And so he would travel all throughout the Southeast 
to check up on different stores. Uh, sometimes you actually actually have to go work in the store um, if someone like called out because the positions that he managed were so uh, so few in number. So like, he'd have to go and like work in the stores. Um, and so even when we even living with him, like like it didn't get anywhere near as much time as I thought I would. Mm-hmm. And it didn't help um, with him being able to be there for like activities um, and different extracurriculars and things that I was involved in. Um, it just, I, and I ended up just like straining that relationship even more. Like I spent a lot of time while I was, when I lived with him uh, with my grandparents uh, and at their, they owned a convenience store. So I spent a lot of time there working, working there, being around them, um, and just not as much time at my dad's house as I would have liked. Um, and unfortunately, it just it didn't get any better. Like the situation with with Lisa did not improve. It didn't get any better, no matter what was said, what was talked about. And you know, I mentioned my dad being out of town a lot, and during one of these trips. Um, my mom uh, set us up some dentist appointments for me and my brother to go to. And we checked ourselves out of school, went to the dentist, uh, went back. And when we got back to the house, Lisa started like yelling at us, um, saying that we shouldn't have gone to the dentist. It wasn't, you know, my mom's decision going on and on all this stuff. And she ended up kicking us out of the house. Um, now like, I'm 16, my brother's 14 at this time. Um, I remember it was a Wednesday night. Um, and she, yeah, she kicked us out of the house, my brother and I, she took all the phones out of the house except for like the base to one phone. So we put it on a speaker and called my mom and told her what happened. And she said, okay, come on home. I'm assuming your dad was out of town at this time. Yeah. Yeah. He was out of town. Like he had no idea that this had happened. And so um, I had a, I had a Jeep Cherokee. I was my first car and my brother and I just load up as much stuff as we could. And we left, uh, ended up going by my mom's parents' house, um, and stayed with them for a few hours before going on to my mom's and, and, uh, we ended up spending the rest of that semester of school. Cause this was like, I don't know, maybe October, September, October. And we couldn't transfer schools in the middle of semester. Cause it would have like really messed with our transcripts or something. So we had to stick out the semester. And, uh, so I was driving my brother and I back and forth about an hour each way to and from school. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was not fun. Um, we did that and we found out during the course of all this, that Lisa went and told my dad, and my grandparents that we just up and left. She didn't tell them she kicked us out. She didn't say anything about the the situation surrounding it. She told them we just up and left. And so tried talking to my dad about it, tried talking to my grandparents about it. And no matter what we said, um, they just didn't believe us. They they all sided with Lisa. And I, from that point on, I basically didn't talk to my dad for 10 years. Um, 
And like, that was really hard for me, like going through the end of high school and into college. Now, you know, my mom started dating, had started dating someone else. Um, uh, her name is Missy. They're still together today. Um, you know, I, Missy, you know, it, she is my mom. They've been together for really long. Missy's been there for so many things. And like during all of this, like Missy was just absolutely like amazing. Like she never like forced herself like into our lives, but she was always there for us. Um, and she still is to this day. Like the other day she sent me a shirt just because. Like, uh, you know, it says, you know, she saw this shirt, thought of me and sent it to me. Like, it's nothing special, just a, a green polo, you know. And so, um, like, Missy was like a huge, huge factor uh, in, in my influence in my life at this point. And like, my relationship with my mom got a lot better. Like, I was kind of a jerk as a teenager a little bit. Like, I wasn't like a bad kid. Like, I didn't go out, like, skipping school, although I did a few times. But, um like I got good, decent, I got pretty good grades. Um, didn't really fight. I had a job, did all that. And, uh, like not talking to my dad, like improved my relationship with my moms with, with them. Um, and then I, I remember like I went to college and my dad like came down to like help me pack up one year. And like, that was like the only time that I talked to him for at that point it had been like five years. So in that time where you weren't really speaking to him, um, even though Missy is a woman, was she able to kind of fill a void there that you needed or was it still not, I, I, obviously it's not going to be the exact same as your biological father, but um, did she, help you out with stuff that you would have normally gone to a dad about or, um, was it still touch and go? Well, it was, it wasn't necessarily that I would like go to her with like things I would normally go to dad for, but she was definitely like a rock in my life. Like I knew I could depend on her. Um, she, you know, she, we had a lot of similar interests. So we just spent a lot of time together. Um, yeah, like I said, it, like I still needed my dad for a lot of stuff. Like, there were a lot of conversations that I really should have had with my dad, mm -hmm. but never had him, simply because he just wasn't there. Would you go to Missy um, with stuff instead of going to your mom, or was it kind of a you couldn't you didn't feel comfortable going to her with anything other than what you would go to your mom for? I think it just depends on what it was like. Uh, like I said, my relationship with my mom got a lot better th during this point as well. Um, but there were definitely some things that I felt more comfortable going to Missy with than my mom. Um, I don't know. I guess that's kind of. I guess that might be kind of weird to say, but um, you know, she just like I said, it was never like a forced relationship with her. Um, she was just always very patient. Like she never like raised her voice. She, um, I know she got irritated with us, you know, I mean, especially as we got older and I'm sure there were times where, um, she would rather, uh, you know, that both of them would, ra would have rather us not be in their house still, you know, being as old as right. we were, but, um, no, like Missy, Missy's always been, been so good to us. And, um, 
yeah, I just, I couldn't, at this point in my life, I couldn't imagine going through my life without her. Um, yeah, she's just been such a huge, like positive influence in my life and in my kids' lives as well. It's just been absolutely incredible. And so, yeah. Um, so with, with this random time that your dad came down for help you pack in college, what, what kind of brought that on? Did you just happen to reach out to him and ask him or did he happen to reach out right about the time you were going to be packing up and ask you how you were doing and ended up being like that? Or was there at least like brief communication throughout that period that led to it? Or was it just like a random weird thing? No, there was definitely like a little bit of communication. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, calling them up every Sunday, having, you know, heart to heart conversations or just talking or catching up or anything. It was, um, at the time, like I was failing out of college. Um, I got way too involved in a video game and it just, it didn't go well. And so my dad came to help and I just, I chose again, I chose to go live with my dad. Um, at this point he was, uh, he had divorced Lisa and had gone to, uh, I don't think they were, they hadn't told us they were married yet. Um, but his, his, his third wife, his current wife, Jennifer, um, I went and lived with them for a little while. So he, he divorced, you said there was like a 10 year span there where you guys didn't really talk and halfway through that he had already divorced Lisa. Yeah. Yeah, about halfway through there, or about three or four years after we stopped talking, he divorced Lisa, maybe even sooner than that, but Lisa kicked him out of the house. Um, she got this big house that they had built, and um, we found out uh, after the fact that everything that we thought about Lisa, like we didn't like her, we just we didn't want to be around her, mm-hmm. was all warranted. We found out that my dad had been hiding from us the fact that she was an alcoholic mm-hmm. and that she had anger management issues. Um, like I found all this out like much, much later. Um, she would drink, just drink bottles of wine at a time. Like my dad would go through, and like clean them all up and hide everything before we would come over for the weekends. Hmm. So yeah, we would, we never knew. Um, I mean, looking back, like, don't recall there ever being any sort of like evidence mm-hmm. to this, but like, I don't doubt it at all. Like I firmly believe that all of it is true. And so like I resented my dad for a long time for putting us in that situation. So is that why even after he got rid of her or divorced her, however you want to put it, um, even after that, there was still animosity there. It was just you resenting him for even being in that relationship in the first place? Well, that was part of it. Um, it still took a long time for my dad and his side of the family to acknowledge the fact that um, Lisa was not a good person and that the stories that she had told them about us just weren't true. So, yeah, there was a lot. Going, there, there are a number of different reasons as to why, like, I continued to just not talk to him, like, and it just it kept weighing, and it took until um, basically after Alex was born, before like we before we started talking again, like, like we really started talking, like, even though I lived with him again, you know, for a short period of time, like, it just it was not 
a good relationship. Like, um, we just, we didn't talk. We, you know, I felt very controlled. Now I grant, I know that at the time I was immature and I wasn't, um, I really wasn't doing the things that I should have been doing. And so, and how, how old were you at that time? Uh, when I lived with him the second time, I was 19, 20, somewhere there. Cause it was, uh, halfway through the sophomore year of college. So yeah, nineteen twenty somewhere in there. Um, but yeah, I just yeah, didn't have that relationship with him. I just, I didn't feel like he was really like there for me all the time, despite you know, living under the same roof. Like, and it, and it sucked. And so, yeah, I, I ended up moving out of his place again, moved back in with my mom, went back to college, um, ended up moving out of my mom's house again, like with a year or two later. Probably, yeah, a year or two later, moved to Alabama where I had, I had my own house. I was doing good. I had a good job. Invite, I remember inviting my dad out to, to see my place. Um, thinking, okay, you know, I'm going to try to make an effort and he would never come. Mm-hmm. He, he wouldn't, he would never come out to my to the place that I had. wouldn't come visit, nothing like that. And so that continued. And it's, it, it would, one of the things that drove me crazy was that my brother was going to college nearby where I was living at the time. And my dad would go see him. Mm. And then like when my sister got into college, my dad would like, my dad was like always doing stuff with my sister. Like he was always like there for her, like moving her into college, out of college, doing all this kind of stuff. And I just felt like, you know, why didn't he do the same thing for me? So yeah, again, just, you know, all that happened and, ended up moving out of Alabama, moved out here. And it, even then it still took, like I said, until after Alex was born or right around the time Alex was born for, for me and my dad to really start talking again. Yeah. It was after Alex was born. Cause I remember Aaron, Aaron encouraged me to, to really like reach out to him. So Alex was probably like two before like we really like, I, Alex had seen his, had seen my, had seen my dad and, and, um, but like I just I did still did not have that relationship with him. Again, it wasn't like call him up and have an actual conversation with him. Like I still didn't still couldn't do that. Um so yeah, like it's just it was just hard to deal with a lot, you know, not having my dad around to help me, you know, uh understand, you know, raising a kid or ask questions of yeah, it's just, it was really hard. So how does that well, first I guess I'll ask what is your guys' relationship like now? Is it um, decent? Is it? Have you gone to him with with more more questions and advice, or seeking more advice, or is it more just, "Hey, how you doing? I'm good. The kids are good. The grandkids are good. Blah 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 blah." No, it's definitely not the uh, just "Hey, how you doing?" type of conversation anymore. It's you know, largely at Aaron's urging. Um, I started making more of an effort to talk to him and reach out to him and include him and stuff. And Aaron, when it comes to like birthdays and holidays and Christmas and all that kind of stuff, like she spearheads like the kids sending presents and things like that. And, uh, you know, making gifts for them. And Aaron often, you know, bakes or does something. Um, but like 
my dad and I had a big conversation a few years ago where I just kind of laid everything out for him. Mm-hmm. And he seemed to understand. And ever since then, um, I mean, we've had a better relationship. Like it's still strained at times. Like it's still hard for me to like, to kind of reach out to him because he wasn't there for so long. But I mean, in the past, I don't know, year, two years, we've had more conversations than we ever did in like the 10 years that, um, you know, that we basically weren't talking. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's been a major improvement and I mean, there are still, there are still issues there. Um, as far as that relationship goes, talking to him and stuff, like I actually asked him, um, to come on the podcast and then he just never responded to that. But then like, he'll, he'll send me a text message saying, Hey, look at this shiny Pokemon I caught and Pokemon <laughs> go. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's still not great communication, but it's definitely better. And like, um, I know some of it could be, you know, on mind as well, you know, reaching out more or involving them more but you know like we try to you know marco polo or call them or you know whatever at least every so often and and uh that way the kids can see them and so every time we go out there like they see the kids and so i mean it's it's definitely better um i said it's not it's not where i it's still not where i would like it to be but it's definitely improved, and I feel like I missed out on a lot of time with him, which which is hard. But I mean, you know, I had Missy, um, I had my mom's dad, uh, my my pop during that time, and um, so like they really helped. Like my my pop is a he's a man of few words, but like when he speaks, like he's one of those people like you want to listen to, right. And so, like, I spent my summers as a teenager working with him, learning from him. And so, but I've never had a relationship with him, like, where I could go and, like, talk about my feelings with him. Like, that's just not our relationship. His is more, you know, go and learn something from him. He knows a lot, or he knows a little about a lot of different subjects. And so, he's one of those people that will always give of himself before before anything else. Like, um... He, he's always the one to, to treat everybody to dinner or to like, you need, you need help with something. He'll be there for you. Um, like he helped me buy my first car, um, you know, but I never had that like open up in your relationship with him. I don't, uh, the last time that we were physically out there, um, like we stood around a deep fryer frying chicken. <laughs> talking about his garden, you know, like it's no deep conversation there. It's just, you know, a couple, couple guys hanging out, you know, talking. So, so with not having a male figure to be able to go to for things like that, how, like, how are you think? like, I know your boys are, are younger on the younger side, but when they get to be that age um, where they need somebody to go to with those conversations, how are you going to handle having those conversations with your boys, having not had anybody that having not had anybody that you could go to before? Well, I think a lot of that is going to come from, you know, my personal experiences. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, 
Logan has been having an issue lately and, you know, we're trying to tell him, you know, it's perfectly okay for that to happen. Like you don't have to be worried about it. Um, and, you know, encouraging you, if you have a question about, you know, whatever this is that's going on, you know, come and talk to me about it. And so like I learned about dating on my own. I learned about, um, relationships on my own. Um, you know, I've certainly made mistakes along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that's where a lot of what I'm going to say to them comes from. Not necessarily from, like from what my dad taught me or like my grandparents, my grandfather's taught me. Um, it's just going to be based off of you know, my experiences. Um, and if there's something that I haven't experienced like that, I don't know. Like that's going to be a whole other con- whole other set of conversations that I'm going to have to have. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like I've experienced enough to this point in my life to where I can kind of speak to some stuff. And like as the boys get older, of course I will as well. And so you know I'll be able to share more with them. You know the things that I went through. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like when it comes to dating or sports or, you know, like handling a car or learning how to do stuff, you know, like that's one thing I really feel like I missed out on. Like my dad is such, like, my dad's a very good, like he's very good with gardening. My grandfather, my his dad, like owned a nursery out in Florida for a number of years. Like they're both very good with gardening types of like, I know nothing of that. Um, they're both um, pretty good with like construction and stuff. Mm. They never taught me anything. Uh, my dad is weird. Like my dad got me hit a whole bunch of tools one year for, for my birthday. I was just like, why? <laughs> like, you've never shown me how to use any of these tools. What do I need them for? You yeah. know? And like my, my pop, he, uh, he's a land. He was a land surveyor for a number of years. And so like, he, I mean, he taught me some stuff, you know, um, but as far as like actual implementation or actually doing it with him, there are very few, if any chances to actually do that. Cause he would just do it on, you know, whenever we weren't there. Um, so like with all the stuff that we're doing now, like around the house, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how to do this. Like I, I have to learn how to do it. Like I've been watching like a whole bunch of videos, like hanging drywall, mm. you know? And so it's there's all these things that I wish I would have learned from my dad. And I'm sure there's still time to learn things, but now there's the distance factor. Mm-hmm. You know, I think like, I think if that relationship hadn't soured the way it did, then probably would still be closer to home or closer, you know, to, to, to where my, like all my family's back East. So, I, you know, we, we call that home and, um, probably would be closer that probably would have a better relationship with them. Um, I mean, we've talked about moving back out there, uh, Aaron and I have, and, but it's something that won't happen for a number of years, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm hoping that I can continue to keep working on that relationship with my dad and then just like learn the things that I can learn on my own. So that when it comes time for the boys to be old enough or even Molly, like if she has an interest, you know, I can pass it on to her. I can teach her about stuff, but at this point, like, yeah, it's, like, I don't know about you, but I don't remember being seven. I don't remember being five. Like, so I couldn't really speak, like, to, like, 
anything they may actually be going through right now. Right. So I, I don't know. It's just, I feel like, you know, my, I don't know, my, I guess my expectations for myself are that I'm going to teach them like what I feel is like the best way for them to learn something or what things that I feel like they need to learn in order for them to be successful and in their lives. But I mean, they're still a long way from doing anything with any of that. So, right. Are there anything, any positives that you take out of your relationship with your dad? Maybe before you, the, before the divorce or anything at all that, um, similar to what you asked me, um, any lessons that you, any positive lessons that he taught you? You know, I don't, I don't know that there are really any lessons per se. I think it's more, I think it's more like interests and skill and, uh, and hobbies as far as that goes. Like my dad had a love for baseball and so I got into baseball. Um, you know, my dad had a, you know, he, he loved, uh, being outdoors. So like got involved with the scouts. Um, honestly, I feel like I learned more from the scouts than I did with my dad. Cause after a certain point, like, so even though like my dad was like our, our, uh, pack leader, but like he was never in charge of like my little group. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to like all the way through Cub Scouts, he was never in charge of my group. And then when I got to Boy Scouts, like he wasn't involved at all because that was after the divorce. And so like I feel like I learned more from the Boy Scouts than I did from him. Mm-hmm. But I, I I will say I guess I can say that I did learn that um, you've got to you know you've got to involve yourself in things like that. Like there are there are things out there to where you can learn, you can experience new things. Um, without someone else being involved, you know, like without having him being involved. And that was kind of an indirect lesson, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, he's always been a hard worker. Um, like he, whenever there's something that, that has to be done, like he's always like taking care of it. And so, you know, I guess, I guess I did pick that up from him. Like I, I, I try to take care of things to the best of my ability um, whenever something comes up, I try to work hard at my job. Um, but yeah, like just, just not being around them for as long as I was from not having those interactions. Like, it's really hard to, it was really hard to take away f- some things. I'm, I'm sure there, there will be some times in the future where you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take something away from him. So, so it sounds, is it, in your head, is it like how you're going to treat your kids and how what role you see you playing with them? Is your main role as a dad to teach them different skills? Or is your main role as a dad to just be there and support them? I feel like my main role with them is to be there for them and support them in whatever they do. And then, you know, I think part of that is, you know, teaching that, helping teach them things. Um, right. Like it's all part of it, but I, I definitely think like the main thing is, you know, to be there for them and support them. And because, you know, that's, I always told myself, you know, that I was going to be a better dad than, than my dad was to me. And that's what I've always tried to do. Like I've always tried to be like involved with the boys, whether it's just hanging out, playing on the floor or, you know, 
building the, the the play structure or you know sitting down and reading a book with them you know just i feel like you know spending time with my kids is probably the single best thing that i can do for them you know while i'm trying to show them like how to have that relationship show them love and attention mm-hmm. and that maybe they can carry that on you know when they get older to their kids um you know and then of course like when it comes to them making bigger decisions later in life, like college and dating and cars and all that kind of stuff. And of course you listen and give them advice and support them in what they want to do. But you know, ultimately like it's their lives. Like there's only so much that I can say or do for them. And you know, I, I guess something I have to learn as I get older too, is like how to take a step back and let them make that decision, you know, right, right or wrong. And then, um, you know, one thing that, I really took away from from my mom and Missy is that no matter what I did, if I screwed up, like it was my decision. But they were always there for me to help me get, you know, to support me as I got back on my feet. Mm-hmm. I, I flunked out of college, went to live with my dad. That didn't work out. You know, went back to live with my mom. You know, who they they gladly welcomed me back in. You know, let me stay there with them until you know I was ready. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, they supported my move to, to, to Alabama. Um, they came out like they were there like as much as they could be. And, and, um, you know, like, uh, when they found out I was having kids, like with Alex and then with Logan and, you know, getting married to Aaron and, you know, they have been so supportive through everything, like no matter what it was. And, you know, that's the feeling that I always wanted from my dad that, that I never seemed to get. You know, at least that's how I that's how I felt. You know, growing up. Yeah, that's a. I mean, I we are definitely in similar boats there um, with our both of our upbringings. Um, I was I was fortunate and had my stepdad come into the picture, just like you were fortunate and had um, Missy come into the picture. Uh, it's just a little bit different with um, um, one being a woman and one being a man. I would imagine at least a little bit. And um, <laughs> I know that, that that's hard, um, not having your dad, your dad around and, and involved and um, there to help you through things and there to help teach you things and, and everything like that. And I think that <laughs> for me anyways, uh, much like yourself, it sounds like that you're, you're like one of my main goals as a dad, and you said it already was that you were going to be a better father than, um, have a better relationship, anyways, with your kids than your dad had with you, and um, I think that's that's part of what makes us both really involved and and loving dads, um, is that we don't want to end up in the same situation. We don't want our kids to feel the same way that we felt. I, I do have one last last question for you that's somewhat related to um, your relationship with your dad and somewhat just um, what you would prefer. So you said your dad was a, a regional manager that was out of town a lot and traveled a lot. And I've had I've had some discussions with uh, my cousin that lives in Fort Sumner, who is a um, a new father as of January, and um, we were talking about this big wealthy family that's in Fort Sumner and how the grandpa, um, 
busted his ass for years and years and years to build this pseudo empire, um, but didn't spend time with his kids or his grandkids because of it. And now they kind of resent him for that and they want nothing to do with the business. Um, so if you could, if, if your dad had a different job back then and was more in town when you lived with him and Lisa in high school, um, one, do you think that would have helped you a little bit more and maybe you just stayed there a little bit longer uh, or was it just too tenuous with Lisa? And then two, as you're growing up and wanting to be a dad and trying to do the best you can, would you rather have uh, a job that pays really well and lets you take care of your kids financially, um, even if that means not being as around as much? Or would you rather take a pay cut, um, maybe struggle a little bit more financially, still support them, but not be able to give them over-the-top things, um, and but be around more? Well, as far as the first part goes, like I feel like if my dad had been around more often, that our relationship would be better. Um, I don't necessarily know that uh, the overall situation would have been improved. Um, I mean, the situation with Lisa just was beyond what any kid should have been exposed to. Um, I, it, it most likely would have ended the same way um, or similarly, you know, with, uh, with me having a, a no relationship at all with Lisa and then them not being together. Um, now, whether or not, you know, that ending would have given more of a negative impact on my relationship with my dad. I don't know. You know, if he had been, been around more, probably not as bad of a negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely think there would have been some sort of strain there, especially given the kind of person that, that Lisa was um, during during their whole relationship. Um, as far as the question number two, um, you know, I definitely want my kids to be taken care of. And, but I don't want to work to the point where I'm spending more time away from them than I am with them. Mm-hmm. Um, like right now, right now, it, given the current, you know, world situation, like it's really weird. So like, you know, the, the boys are, you know, are, the kids are all home and, but I'm here working. So I'm not actually able to spend time with them, even though I'm here with them, you know? And then like I do, you know, the, the Grubhub and DoorDash and stuff on the weekends. Mm-hmm. But before all that happens, like I try to make sure I spend time with them. Like, yes, I would much rather be home on a Friday and Saturday night than, than out delivering food. But, you know, yeah, gotta, there's gotta be a compromise in the middle there, you know, saying this is what I can do to help provide for my family. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I'm leaving them without, you know, without someone there with them. Like they're not, um, you know, home alone, like they're with my wife. So, you know, it's, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, I just, I would much rather, I would be very okay with making a little less money to be able to be home, but not if it, if making that less money was going to prevent us from providing, you know, what my kids and wife need. Mm-hmm. And I guess it just goes to what you 
deem necessary in order to provide for them and how much you what that threshold of of money and stuff like that is what what you deem is necessary to provide for them and because to me i you know if they if they want an iphone when they're 12 and we can't afford it that doesn't hurt my feelings at all um if they want an xbox even because i'm not a gamer and i don't have anything against games or against gamers obviously um we're friends um but i i doubt that i will own a game system until they're in high school um even if not maybe not even then uh just because i don't i don't know that it's needed um and if it's something that they really really want we might look into it but um you know a food a place to live quality time with them and then um toys and games and stuff like that are are the order that i put those things in and if I'd, I mean, I'd like to have them get them a car. I would like to have them a nest egg for when they graduate, um, that they have some money to do something with, whether it's go to college, get a house, get a car, uh, something like that. But other than that, you know, I just want to spend as much time with them as I can because that that at the end of the day, uh, as cliche as it is, you can't you can't take any of that stuff with you when you go, and there's no guarantee that you're going to be there their whole life or, or until they're adults and there's no guarantee they're going to be there the whole time either. So, um, I'm just going to spend as much time with them as I can. And, and that I think stems from my upbringing as well with my dad and him not being around much. Um, I think that's where it comes from similar to what you were saying earlier about, um, you and your dad and your relationship with your kids now. Yeah, it's, you know, our upbringings definitely play a huge impact on who we are and who we've become. And, you know, I I think us trying to set a goal of being better dads for our kids than, than ours were for us, you know, at least in, in our perspective, I feel like that's a good place to be. Um, we should, I mean, even if we didn't have bad relationships with our dads, improving, there's always room for improvement. You know, what can we do to help better our kids? You know, what to help them be able to provide for themselves in the future? How can we provide for them now? Um, yeah, it's just, you know, yeah, you know, you talk about, you know, buying them things and, you know, we make a very strong effort to focus more on the who than the what mm-hmm. when, it, especially when it comes to, you know, gifts and things like that. Like we would much rather spend that quality time uh, with our kids than go and buy them, you know, a $300 toy or whatever. Like right. you talk about kids, you know, needing a phone at 12, like our five-year-old is asking for a phone. We're like, yeah, no, <laughs> you're not getting a phone. Right. You, know, you don't need that. Um but yeah, it's hard to, sometimes it's hard to figure out that line between, you know, how much is too much away, um, to make ends meet to, you know, how much do I, do I need to work? And especially in the, in these times that we're in now, like it's, you know, 
there's also the you know, added risk. You know, do we mm-hmm. do we risk making those few extra hundred dollars to help provide for your family or get, you know, give yourself a little, little extra, you know, compared to, you know, not being at home with your kids and potentially bringing home, you know, a virus or something. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it's, we just, we want, you know, I'm trying to spend as much time with my kids as I can. That's why I want to do, you know, the, the, the Twitch streaming with them on Sunday so that I can just sit with them one-on-one, which is not something that we get to do a whole lot of. Right. And just be with them for a while. Yeah. That, uh, that definitely was an insightful conversation into, into your background that, um, I mean, I knew some of it. I had forgotten some of it. I, um, um, I learned a lot there and, and it, 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 uh, definitely explains, um, some of your philosophies as a father, um, and and whatnot and and uh, i thank you for sharing and i know i know for me last week or two weeks ago it was definitely after we got done i was like that was easier than i thought it would be but it still wasn't necessarily easy um talking about all that and and keeping it together through all of it because it is still a dramatic experience you know growing up and having those issues and and um getting them out in the open like that on such a public forum where theoretically anybody could listen to it um it, it takes a lot to, to do that. And I appreciate you, you doing it. And I'm glad that we both talked about it and had our chance to, to share our own stories. And, and, um, I guess I'll just leave it up to you real quick. If there was anything else that you wanted to add to that. And then uh, if not, uh, we can finish up and, and, uh, look forward to the next episode. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I agree. Like it, it definitely felt it wasn't as hard to, to get it out as I thought it would be. Um, you know, I'll probably be thinking about this for the next few days and, you know, really like analyzing mm-hmm. and thinking about, you know, what I talked about and I'll probably go back and listen to it, you know, a time or two. And, and, um, you know, it's like, it's our, it's our past that make us who we are. And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, listening to you and then my story, like, there are definitely things that like I've taken away from it that I feel like even now, like I'm still like growing as a person, as a dad. And, you know, I just, I feel like it's going to help going forward, you know, especially when it comes to like teaching my kids about sharing their, their, uh, their stories and, and their emotions and talking about things instead mm-hmm. of just keeping it all bottled up. Mm-hmm. That's good, man. That's real good. Um, so that was part two of our relationship with our dads. And um, if you if you missed the first part, you'll you'll go back and listen to that. That's me talking about my relationship with my father figures in my life and and basically the same um, context for or the same kind of story that Seth had here. Just kind of explaining who we are, why we're that way, what made us that way, why our relationship with our fathers made us that way and whatnot. And um We'll, we'll be back next in a couple of weeks, hopefully, with um, a new topic that we'll discuss off air and try to figure out what we want to do next. We have we had a list of 10, 10 topics, but we've already, already kind of diverted from it a little bit, so we might revisit that um, and go from there. But 
hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you can gain some some stuff from it and some perspective. Uh, maybe maybe your your situation is nothing like ours, but it helps you to understand why some people are the way they are or, or whatever. Maybe uh, we just hope that you can get get something out of it. Again, that's why we did this was because uh, we we felt like dads are often misrepresented in a lot of ways and we just wanted to uh, show you what it's like to just kind of be two real dads um, trying to hustle and make it work and and still have good relationships with their kids so tune in again next week for the next episode as always um, rate and review us on whatever podcast app that you listen to us through it always helps us um, you can email us at uh, Seth at DadVenturesMedia.com or Jacob at DadVenturesMedia.com. Uh, we're on social media except for Facebook because, again, I'm a terrible human being. Um, but you can catch us on Twitter, um, Instagram, all that jazz. Uh, again, um, be safe out there. We still got a lot of stuff going on in the world uh, with COVID and um, the protests out there. Just uh, if you're out there protesting, that's great. Um, uh, just be safe and don't um, don't destroy anything that you're not supposed to and whatnot. And uh, uh, wear your mask. Try to social distance uh, while while you're doing anything out there. And um, just hopefully we can eventually find some sense of normalcy eventually and take our kids to the zoo together like we've been planning on doing for months now but haven't been able to. And um, just... Everybody, keep your head up. Uh, dads, I know it's tough. It can be tough at times. It can be stressful at times, but we'll get through it. Uh, not only this COVID stuff, but just life in general. And uh, tune in again next week. Talk to you guys later. You've been listening to the Dad Ventures Podcast, the bi-weekly podcast about our lives as dads. All of our shows are recorded live from Albuquerque and Las Lunas, New Mexico, are written and produced by Seth Bidoff and Jacob Terrell, and are edited by Seth. Special thanks to Jeff2 on YouTube for the music you hear in every episode. All episodes are recorded and edited using CleanFeed and Audacity. All of our shows are proudly hosted on Pinecast.